support that we give for missions both here locally, the United States, and abroad. So we're just going to be sharing just a little bit about that tonight so you can kind of see the scope of what's going on. Our prayer is that we will dramatically increase in specific prayers for these uh, ministries that we're talking about. Uh, There are several that we will have ongoing partnerships with. And uh, so we want you to pray for them. Uh, Our church gives close to $200,000 to the cooperative program, which supports missionaries here and overseas. And then what goes beyond that? We give specifically to these church plants, and then plus we have Annie and Lottie and uh, the Georgia Barnett offering, so we support through those things. We do have a lot of things locally. Uh, always pray for Dr. Lee and his crew on Friday nights when they do the Chinese mission. We've seen a lot of people come to Christ through that. You know, Bonnie works with Believing in You, and so there's, there's a lot of local mission things. Are y'all still doing the Bible studies? Um, but, but they were doing a Bible study for a while at work, and that touched a lot of guys, and so so just always open to different ways that we can reach people in Ruston. Josh does a good job working with the Ruston football team, and uh, so there's always opportunities. But we want to share a few trips from this past year. We're gonna, I'm going to ask you if, if you're coming up to speak, obviously introduce yourself and, and where you went to, maybe who you worked with, and then just give us an overview and uh, then how we can, can continue to pray uh, for those in that area. And this will just be a brief little synopsis uh, from several different areas, and we're going to start off with uh, two of our students who, one who spent time in China and one who spent and is going back to China. Hey, how's it going? My name is Mitch Hutchison, and I'm a college student here at First Baptist Boston. Um, I had the privilege and honor of being able to go serve in East Asia this past summer. Um, I was with an organization there that specialized in church planning on college campuses, um, and the country I was in, it has one billion people, um, and it's uh, just, every, just people everywhere, and there's a ton of college students. And so our ministry was very ripe for just every day we would meet new people and try and bring them into the house church that was associated with the college that I was on. Um, the city I was in, they do this a lot in East Asia. Um, it was on a university island. The university island was about 15 kilometers, about nine miles in diameter, um, you know, across and it was just, um, just there was 10 college, colleges, universities. Four were about the size of LSU, maybe bigger. The one I was on was 40,000. And there's six that are more specialized, about you know, two to 5,000 students. So the one I was on was uh, 40,000 students. And we had three leaders um, in our house church. And they were all sophomores. Um, but man, what I learned was that the heart of, the heart of these people you know, the quality of their relationship with God was just so awesome and so immense. And they just loved Jesus so much. And they were just excited about us being there to bring new students in. Um, and so me and my friend Chance, who also is from Tech, went there. And um, we met, mainly we met four new people. Um, um, one guy's name was Jay. One guy's name was Chan. One guy's name was Hal. And one guy's name was... Um, Christian, and he would always say, my name's Christian, but I'm not a Christian yet, and so one of our big prayers was that he would not say yet anymore, Um, yeah, and so we met those guys, we poured into them, had a lot of great conversations, played a lot of basketball, um, and it was just super awesome, Um, and we just dove into the gospel together, and I know that a lot of them, when after I've been back, they have messaged me and said that they've been reading every day, Um, and so just praying for them, and if you could pray for them as well. And the second, maybe the first, the biggest thing is last year I went to the same people 
the same university and there was a guy named Show Me that I met last year. Just I remember pouring over the gospel with him, like sharing it with him. I believe I was probably the first person to ever share the gospel with him. Um, he became a believer in Jesus Christ um, in October, I believe, of last year. So about three months after I left. Um, and this year, I saw Shermie, gave him a big hug when I got there. And he was helping us and sharing the gospel with non-believers. He's a leader. He was discipled uh, by the church pastor. And um, he's just doing incredible and so I just want to encourage you as well, whatever you're doing, to never give up on people and to keep sharing the gospel with them. You never know what the Lord's going to do in that relationship. Um, yeah, and it's about wherever you are to be planted, to be there 110%. Um, so thank you so much for the honor of being able to share about my trip. And if you want to know more, please um, catch me after church or during church or anytime, and I'd love to share more about it. Thank you so much in Christ. So this summer, I had the opportunity to start work at a new campus called uh, South China Normal University, or Washer for short. Um, I had a team from TCU over in Texas come with me. We had a team of, uh, of six of us, and we were able to uh, spend time this summer sharing the gospel on the campus of over 30,000 students in a place that has no church currently. And we have seen a lot of fruit. We've seen a lot of people that are interested. We've gotten deeply connected with many of the organizations on campus. We actually have three new brothers and sisters on the campus. Uh, I'm very excited to come back in the fall because we're going to be able to start the new semester with a brand new church at Washington University. Um, and so we have three, as I would call them, pillars, three foundational pillars in these students, um, along with students from our other university that have come to help us at this campus. So we're really excited about what the Lord is doing. There's this huge, unreached campus, over 30,000 people, and the Lord is starting to move there in new and mighty ways. Joshua Calvin and this is Allison Deku and Claire Smith and we were some of the youth students that went down to Puerto Rico World Changers and um, I'm just here to talk about World Changers and what all we did and how it impacted us. Uh, World Changers is a Christian organization that takes youth students or anyone willing to work down to different parts of America and different parts of the world um, to just work and just spread the love of God. And down there, uh, we had a theme for the week, which was to live, love, and speak boldly for God, and also just to spread the word of God. And it really impacted us a lot because we were able to just step out of our comfort zones and just let go of the struggles of life and just reach out to others that were in our crews, working on houses, and just everywhere else. Hey everybody, um, my name is Claire Smith, as Josh said. I am a freshman at Tech this year, um, and I was given the amazing opportunity to go to Puerto Rico uh, through World Changers this year. Um, I had an amazing time. Um, we, we got to help so many people, and we basically all we did, uh, we got like split into a bunch of crews and with people from churches that we had never met before. Um, so we also made a lot of good friendships through this. But we got to go to people's houses um, and help them rebuild, remodel their houses and um, just show them the love of God. And the man that whose house I worked on, his name was Mr. Mariano, and he actually gave his life to Christ by the time we left. So that was really awesome. Um, so it, we just had an amazing time, and it 
honestly, it made me realize how much we have and, you know, how much we take for granted. And they're so grateful for every little thing. And, you know, it's just awesome to see that. Hi, I'm Allison DeCoo. I'm a senior at Reston High this year. And I went over the summer to Puerto Rico with them. And it was such an amazing opportunity. I've learned so many new skills, like building a roof, for example. If anybody needs that, I'm basically a pro. Um, I don't know if I would call it a blessing or a curse, but I had our youth minister, Josh Sanderson, in my crew. Uh, he was very bossy, but it taught me um, good work ethic, and um, we had a neighbor by us, and we called her Abuela because she was like our grandma, and we just got to kind of talk to her and her grandkids. I was on the roof the whole time. That was my job, and so they had a patio, and I would just sit up on the roof when I was taking a break, and we'd kind of just try to have conversations. I knew a little bit of Spanish. Um, and we just got to know him a little bit over the week. And on the last day we were there, Josh went over and had a conversation with Abuela. And she wound up giving her life to God. And it's just such an amazing opportunity to know that we can go over to these countries where they're having such hard times with life. One day we ran into her on the street and she just started crying to us. And she realized that she didn't have God, and to know that we helped her um, give her life to God, that's just such an amazing opportunity. So we just want to ask for y'all and y'all's times of prayer to think about her and pray that she is continuing her faith and thinking of God whenever she's in times of struggles and everybody else in Puerto Rico who is in the same place as her. And also for the students of this church to keep sending us over there and helping as many people as we can. So that lets you know what a few of our students did. We had a lot more college students do mission trips and stuff. But here's some information then about some of our uh, trips to some of our church, uh, church plants that we're helping with in the U.S. and to Macedonia. Okay, two churches that we have partnered with and, uh, is Custer, South Dakota, where Eric Futrell is. And we've also uh, been partnering for several years with Vermont. And Leah went to, to both those churches as they did marriage retreats this past year. And Brandon would lead the teaching, and then Leah and others would work with the children. So just tell us a little bit about what y'all did at those churches, and we'll start with South Dakota, kind of what you did, just a little bit about the church there and, and what they've got going on now and maybe even in the future. Okay. Well, as Brandon led the marriage seminar, Marcy Ramsey and I led the children um, – and we had child care, and we led the children in activities focusing on families in the Bible. And overall, the trip was a very positive one. And we had smaller groups than expected, but we prayed that we strengthened a difficult marriage and planted a seed in a non-believing spouse. And we also attended church on Sunday, and Brandon preached, and we developed relationships with others at that time, and they expressed a desire for us to return to South Dakota 
for um, another seminar and any assistance from our church, including support and prayers. And um, this church was led by Eric Futrell. He was a former member of FBC and his wife, Jennifer. And I felt like the church was very organized and they had developed goals for continued growth to include starting Sunday school for the children early October, starting other activities for their children. They feel like that's a big need and kind of looking for a building. They're currently meeting in the YMCA on Sunday, which lim limits other events due to the schedule at the Y. And also they're having to bring any of their supplies in and out uh, every Sunday. Um, we also discussed other options or avenues for some different kind of ministries that they could provide not only for the church but the community. And I felt that they were very open to whether it be a working partnership with, with our church or just guidance and prayers from, um, from First Baptist. And another positive thing I saw was uh, the Sunday that we were there, a new couple came and uh, a church member had invited them to come. And I think the significance of that was that they were from Nebraska and helped start a church plant in Nebraska that uh, really grew quite a bit. So I think that's a big asset for them. So it sounds like overall this was a, a you feel like this church is healthy, wanted to be good for us to continue to support, to pray for as they seek a building and ways to reach out to children and all. Exactly. They're very open for us to have a return trip, whether it be a seminar or helping with a Bible school or maybe if they do get a building, maybe even helping with renovations. Right. Now the year before, about a year earlier you went to Vermont. Brandon also led that, I believe. Uh, Jason and Laura Jones went on that trip. Uh, Wayne and Stacy went. Wayne helped with music. Uh, and th was that kind of the team along with you, yes. and Brandon? And so, Marcy Ramsey. And Marcy Ramsey also went on that one. But a little different feel at that church. Yeah, Vermont was altogether different. Um, the church had not really grown very much from previous visits from our church. And they had a lot of um, difficulty answering specific questions and didn't give any clear-cut answers in how they were going to grow the church. or uh, And then it was also kind of unorganized and appeared to be struggling possibly to do some personal issues. Yeah, and we feel like this is a church we need to continue to pray for uh, there, but like I said, I think there are some important steps we've need to, we've seen they need to take if they're really going to reach the community. There's some changes they got to make. So. I appreciate Leah going, the team's going. Well, let's continue to pray for South Dakota. We'll be looking to continue to support them financially in prayers. With Vermont, we'll probably continue our prayer support, but we're going to be stepping back a little just to see maybe what steps they're going to take and what we can truly do to help them go forward and if they're open to that. So thank you, Leah. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I'm Alex Osborne, uh, and this is Ashley Hunter, and she and Leah and Alex Barbie and I went to Bozeman, Montana earlier this summer. Uh, we really didn't know what we were getting into when we went to Bozeman. Uh, basically, we knew we were going for a VBS, and Clayton told us to fly to Montana and find Justin Shipley. Uh, and and we did. We were successful. We found him. We arrived on Sunday. Uh, and we, we really didn't know uh, 
the church situation up there or, or really where we were going. Uh, but Justin uh, has become a part of Bedrock Christian Church, uh, which is a, a new church that they've started there. And they meet in a Christian school. It's, it's set up entirely in a gym, uh, and that's where we showed up on Sunday. Uh, and they're working with four other churches in the area to put on a VBS, uh, or they were when we got there. Uh, and so we kind of began uh, just kind of helping them wherever they had a need. Uh, Bozeman is kind of a peculiar town. It's not what you think of when you think of like a mission trip place. It's not uh, going to a third world country. Uh, it's a very affluent town, but it's a very unchurched place. Uh, and that uh, combined VBS that they had had about as many students as we had at ours uh, in First Baptist with almost half the workers uh, combined from those four churches. Uh, it was really neat to see four churches come together to put on a VBS, uh, but there, there were a lot of needs there. Uh, things that you can pray for is uh, certainly for the children and the families there that uh, just need to know the Lord, uh, but also for the other Christians, uh, the practicing Christians that are there, you can tell there's a lot of weariness uh, and a lot of difficulties there because there's not a lot of support uh, for them. Uh, and it, it made us realize how much we take all of this for granted uh, when you can show up for church, have a good time, leave and lock the doors uh, at bedrock, if there's instruments on the stage, they take them down. If there's chairs out, they put them up, you know. Uh, it's, it's kind of a big deal. And uh, we had a lot of good conversations with, with uh, kids, uh, a lot of good conversations with parents. Uh, and it, it's a beautiful place to visit. Uh, I had a very good trip and certainly something that we want to keep praying for them and uh, helping them out with. Well, I've... He basically said all of it, um, but the church, this is the church where we were working, um, where all the churches were coming together, and basically other than Lutheran churches, this was the only other church building that I remember seeing. Everybody else, you know, churches are, are not a cultural thing like they are here, um, and so that was that was something that really kind of caught me, and I, I was a little bit prepared for that because I've, I've traveled a lot, and so I know that it's not, you know, the cultural of the culture of church that we have here in the South, but at the same time, it was very um, eye-opening to look around and, and see just this this tiredness and this being burnt out um, that was on the faces of people that were in church. I mean, the pastors were were just exhausted, and so it was really cool to me to be able to walk in and, and provide them with even just a little bit of encouragement and an outsider's opinion to walk in and say, "You're still doing a good job. Your church doesn't look like it's growing." but you're doing a good job. And, um, I mean, that was the biggest thing for me. You know, va Vacation Bible School is Vacation Bible School. Kids are awesome, and it's totally worth your time, and it's it's really fun and high energy and exhausting at high altitudes. But, you know, that was, that was really the thing that I caught was that the church just needs support. They need prayer. They need encouragement. Um, this, the church that Justin and their, and their family are in, are, it's very small, and like Alex was saying, they don't have a lot of resources. And so encouragement and prayer and, and support for them is, is crucial right now. Hi, my name is Leah Hall, and if anybody knows me, you know how much I adore children. 
So I'm just going to talk about one specific thing because I think Alex and Ashley kind of told a lot about what we did in the mornings. We had a dual purpose in the mornings. We did Bible school in the afternoon. We uh, worked for Bedrock Church. We did a prayer walk one day. We um, did a lot of organizational stuff for Sunday school classes to make it easier on the teachers because those teachers were moms and they had several children. So that was kind of a blessing to them just for us to help them organize. But it's if I asked you to pray for anything, it's pray for the children, that they get to know Jesus. And there was just this one little boy. He was 10. I kind of get emotional about it, but um, he just was a handful. It's just one of those kids you kind of didn't really want to love, but you tried to love him, but you just didn't really want to because he was a handful. He was bossy. He knew everything. Um, but there was a soft side to him. He was very compassionate. But he was a leader, too. And then one day I got an opportunity to talk to his mom because he thought he was going to skateboard through the church from activity to activity and told him that that wasn't really appropriate for him to have a skateboard in church and skateboard. So I had to go to his mom and tell him that she needed to bring the skateboard home. And we got to talking, and it was just one of those moments when you realize you don't understand what some children are going through. And he'd been through a lot of a, a, a lot. And I could understand why his behavior was like that. So I just realized it kind of turned my feelings around for him. And I decided that I needed to press upon him, since he was a leader, to always shine Jesus' light and to bring others to Jesus and to even know that even when things were tough, that Jesus was always with him. And we ended up being really good friends in the end, and he asked to take a picture with me, and he hugged me goodbye. And I think about him daily, and so I ask y'all to pray for Maddox. Hey, we're going to make an adjustment here, so hold that Touch Rustin video, and I'm just going to ask Jeremy if you would, were you going to, you were going to talk about, yeah, come talk about South Carolina and Connecticut. Oh, you're good. We may use your touch, Russ, and one like. Okay. That was my favorite one. Uh, my wife, uh, Tara, and I went to uh, South Carolina this summer and uh, to help Aubrey Hogan. Um, some of you may recognize that name. He's a, he's a shooter guy. Went to Tech, uh, was a member here at First Baptist. But Aubrey is a uh, church planner, and he's starting uh, table, uh, heart, table community church in um in greenville south carolina but he's part of a church planning residency in Asheville right now so his home church is basically kind of training him supporting him um and kind of getting him started to guys don't a lot of us don't know this i didn't really know this to, to plant a church that's like a four or five year process if you want to do it correctly um and they're really you know taking their time and doing it correctly and training um, Aubrey, and so when we went down, um, we uh, we went to a park. As soon as we got there, we went to a park. By the way, Greenville is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States. It was it was a beautiful city, um, lots of people moving in, lots of job opportunities, um, and this is where he's planting his church. And so we we go in, uh, we set up, we, we grow hot dogs, we have water. It's super hot that day. Um, there was a, a fair amount of people in the park. Uh, so we're handing out these hot dogs in this water, but we're also handing out um, questionnaires. 
And so uh, these questionnaires basically give Aubrey the information that he knows that he needs to know about the local people. It was questions like, um, <clears throat> you know, do you have a church that you go to? Would you be, if you don't, would you be open to being a part of a church? What concerns do you have about your community? And so Aubrey takes this information and just sort of builds a game plan based on uh, the information that he has. And so we helped him collect that. And then we went to this, the largest apartment complex that I have ever been to. There were like 1,500 units, um, maybe even more than that. Maybe there's that many people. I don't know. It was a lot. I mean, you could get lost. But we went and just walked down these roads, and there's just houses, you know, just apartments. And we just prayer walked. Uh, he brought a team from his home church, and uh, we just covered that area in prayer. And so uh, I would ask that you just be in prayer for Aubrey and his family. He's a, he's a young guy, has a young family. And just to think that he, you know, is fixing to load his family up and go start a church uh, just from scratch, from nothing, um, is pretty, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a little daunting. Uh, but uh, I think he's, he's being well prepared and um we just we want to pray for him help him any way that we can uh, and certainly uh certainly want to pray for him so thank you what okay i'll do connecticut too since i have permission i got this clock that's making me nervous here uh, <clears throat> we went to connecticut last year now that um i really enjoyed this trip because um I, i've never been up that far north uh, it's different. It's different. The people are not, um, they're not Southerners. Uh, Logan said that less than 1% of the population would say they are evangelical Christians. Less than 1%. I can't even get my mind around that. Um, so we went up there. He, Logan has already planted his church. Um, this is a wonderful story. He, um, <clears throat> him and his wife, they went up, they, they, they planted this church on um, the University of Hartford campus. Um, this is a smaller private college, um, very liberal. Um, <clears throat> and they just basically said, yeah, we're going to just come on in, start your church. Uh, we'll let you, um, ha- you know, let you have your Sunday services here at our, um, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a, um, <clears throat> I don't know, a place where they do banquets and stuff like that. So he brings all this stuff in. And then tears it down, kind of like they were they were talking about, which is, you know, we take that for granted, just being able to come and sit down and then get up and leave. They bring everything in. You know, church for them starts like two hours early, just because they got to set up everything, all the music. <clears throat> um, we got to participate in that the first uh, first day we got there, which was a Sunday. Um, but what was awesome the you know, which is, he was just blown away. They said, hey, yeah, come in, have your church here on campus. Oh, and by the way, we're going to give you an office and um, basically bring you on staff. You're welcome to come. It's not a paid deal, but you're welcome to come and be a part of our staff meetings. And he was like, man, God is just, God is awesome. He's opening these doors, you know, that that he never, on a liberal college like this, that they never would have thought um, would happen. And so that's how, I mean, Logan told me, that's how I know that I'm doing what God told me to do because nobody opens doors like that in Connecticut um, and, unless God, you know, is is working. So um, pray pray for Logan. Um, I got to, we, we, uh, we had a little cookout, just encouraged him. 
encouraged uh, the um, the students. Basically, it's a student um, it's a student congregation. Um, there are some couples there, but mainly it's students. And so he is just knocking it out of the park right now. He sends me uh, pictures of people that they have uh, bapti- baptisms in the summer because it's too cold uh, during the winter. Um, they they said it was still even cold, but so. Th- I'm just encouraged by what Logan's doing. And so I, I'm asking our church just to pray because he is, he is just right in the middle of where people need Jesus. Um, and so just his name is Logan, Love Day. You couldn't be a preacher unless your last name was Love Day. Uh, so pray for, Lo- pray for Aubrey Hogan and Logan Love Day and as they start their churches. Hey, I want to tell you about a mission trip. My, myself and my wife, Mary, uh, were going to West Point to visit our son anyway. But uh, while being there, we had discovered that there was going to uh, the BCM director was was trying to get the BCM back going again. It had kind of fell in difficult times in doing a church plant. So I thought, well, why don't we incorporate a mission trip with this? So Mick and Fred Baxter and Leah Hall accompanied us on a trip to try and help church plant there in the BCM. Uh, we did a tailgate for the students, had one of the best turnouts that they had had, had about 20, 25 students at the tailgate, and then did another meal on Sunday where we cooked for them. Mick and Fred did a great job on, the, uh, on, on cooking, and Leah was a fantastic help along with Mary. Had about another 15, 20 students that we met on Sunday. Sadly, the, a lot of politics on campus, the church plant just didn't pan out for a lot of just governmental nonsense reasons but we were able to help get some things established in the BCM this year we sent gift cards uh, to them that they used for their first tailgate that they had uh, just a few weeks ago and uh, had a good turnout for that and he's working on continuing to build that uh, just to provide a place for the students to have discipleship get encouraged and share the gospel with them so uh, just continue to pray for those students the BCM director uh, at West Point and then, you know, also in the future, there may be uh, plans for another church plant. But for right now, uh, just pray for the BCM director and those students. Thanks. Donna's going to close us out here. Yes. <laughs> He's reminding me. He gave me four minutes. I can't even say my full name in four minutes. But, um. Anyway, what started out to be a mission trip to Macedonia turned into a vision trip to um, a Syrian refugee camp in Thessaloniki, Greece. We spent a week in Camp Diavada, which um, was on an old military base that was abandoned. It was hot. And um, these people, I don't know how they live in this tent, but these refugees are from Syria, most of them from Syria. But you also had Afghanis, Iraqis, and Kurds on the same camp. There, we never felt threatened. We never felt there was a problem. The only skirmishes in the camp were between those people groups because there's so, animosity, so much animosity between them. Um, but these, these are people who have lost everything. If you would look on the internet and just say Aleppo before and after, you will see devastation that's just unimaginable. Um, Our main duty was to distribute water. So at 1 o'clock and at 6 o'clock, we would go to the camp and we would distribute water. uh, One and a half liter bottle for every person in their tent. And that could be anywhere from 2 to 3 people to 12. 
um, and they got their food from the, the UN, and uh, we gave them the water, and it just reminded me of that, giving a cup of water in the name of Jesus. We didn't um, really speak to them about that. We just gave them their water with a smile. But between those distribution times, we walked among the tents and just had conversations with people. And it was really precious because the, the little girls would go, holla, 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 you come visit mommy, you come visit mommy, because they wanted you to come and talk to their moms. These people, the worst thing I think about being in the refugee camp is that there is nothing to do. And particularly men with nothing to do can be a very hard thing, a very hard thing. And so, um, we would go, typically go and visit with the same families because we were trying to establish relationships in the small time that we were there. Luke and I split up. There were college students who had already been there for um, a month or so. And so he went with one group with two girls, and I went with another girl. And we went to visit the people that they already had relationships with. Um, but I only have two minutes left. So I wish I had time to tell you about Abdu and Sabine. This is my new son and daughter. We fell in love with this young couple. They are um, Syrian Kurds uh, from Aleppo. They had lost everything. Their trek to Turkey took four years. It was a very hard journey. Um, and I wish I could tell you about her vision of Christ and how they knew that it was Christ and how they have rejected Islam and now embraced Jesus Christ. I wish I had time to tell you about Kamal. Kamal and Luke bonded the first day that they were there. Kamal has such a Paul-like story of a vision of Christ, and after that vision, not being able to see. And for four days, could not see, could not read. We held hands with him. The whole group kind of circled up, and we held hands with him and prayed for his healing, and he was healed. And he would confess to you, God healed me through prayer but he couldn't quite accept Christ. He couldn't let go of Muhammad just yet, and they are still working with him. I wish I had time to tell you about uh, Muhammad, the older man there in that picture. Um, he was from Afghanistan, and he watched as ISIS beheaded his son, and it was in the hospital. While his son was in a coma, they beheaded him, and he was, uh, his wife and the two other sons left and fled to Germany, he stayed back with their possessions until it got too bad, and now he cannot get to Germany because Germany is closed. So his saga continues. But story after story after story of heartbreak like this. And please remember the children. Beautiful, precious children, just like ours, running and playing and having a good time. We heard screaming one time, and we looked up, and these three little boys were in the very top of one of the few trees on the deal, just laughing and waving at us, scaring me to death. But um, they're just children. And um, I believe it was the IME, no, it was our WMU Mosaic had an article about the Syrian refugee children and that they're really, really worried that they are going to be the lost generation of Syria because they've had to quit school um, in order to sit in a refugee camp or to um, work to help buy food. And um, they're afraid that they're going to be an uneducated, dependent generation. You know, when, um, and Becca Kirkpatrick from the church here was with us as well as her father, Kyle Kirkpatrick. What was interesting is that Luke and I thought we were going to do a work for God. But the first day in the camp, God impressed on me so strongly. I don't want you to do anything. All I want you to do is to witness 
what I am already doing among the refugees and go back and testify that the fields are ripened to harvest. These people have lost everything. And as I sat in a tent with a man and his family, this man had fought with Yasser Arafat for 10 years, and I've got definite political opinions about Yasser Arafat. Um, But in that tent, stripped of politics, this was a kind human being who needed Jesus Christ, just like I do. Is there a bad element? Yes, there's a bad element, just like there's a bad element here in Ruston, Louisiana. But the fields are ripe unto harvest. Will you pray for the refugees? There's obviously more to the story. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to have Donna, somebody speak to one of your Sunday school classes or one of your groups, you certainly can. We're going to be putting some videos in the future on, on Facebook and different things where you can hear more about that. But we need you to give. And when there's those opportunities over and beyond your tithe and through your tithes that go to the cooperative program, we need you to pray and we need you to go. Save up your money, take some vacation, and go. Consider you going, consider taking your family. It's life changing, and God will use you to impact the lives of others. I'm going to be very, very quick. First of all, I want to say how proud I am of our church and uh, of our church members. Aren't you? Uh, I think it is so awesome that we, uh, if you looked at all the places in America and around the world that we're touching, we're touching it by our giving, certainly, uh, but by our going. It's pretty neat to see two or three of these church planters were members of our church uh, uh, just in recent years, and now they're out in different parts of the world. And it's just so exciting to see that. It makes me so proud of our church that I think we're really trying to live out Our purpose statement, to love, win, and grow Ruston and the world for Christ. That's that's awesome. And the last thing is is what Donna touched on that just came to me as I was was listening was how great the need is, how the, the harvest in Ruston is unbelievable. The harvest in Louisiana, the need in America and throughout the world. And, and our charge is to give, to pray, to go, and to do everything we can the rest of our lives to help as many other people come to Jesus Christ. That's what God's left us here for. Let's stand. I want to ask you to join hands with your neighbor, and I want to lead us just in a closing prayer, a thanksgiving, but also a...